1: Here we are, joint collaboration, PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned,
0: presented by Under Armour. The only way is through. Boom, that's right. That's the only way, big guy. How you doing, man? What's up? Let's get it going today. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. It's been a full hour. I know. I know you (laughs) like me a lot. Uh, You like me a lot, but uh, yes, it's okay. Just contain yourself, man. I'm here. I'm here for you. We just
1: finished pft live an hour ago and well an hour and 10 minutes ago it was supposed to be an hour ago but pete was late again and we are taping (laughs) chris sims unbuttoned joint megapix podcast collaboration yesterday was episode 300 yeah of the unbuttoned podcast and apparently i was not included in the photograph yeah how dare they how dare I. I've they? only been on your podcast once. Well, other than when we do the joint collaboration, right. I've only ever
0: been a guest on it once. Well, I don't really have many guests. I mean, I have the big fucker in the middle there who's on, you know, oh, more God. than anybody, right? Uh yes. but yeah, I mean, but yet you're still I know, it's kind of disrespectful by Pete dim a little a little a little because we do a podcast every week together. So we should be there. I'm a little disappointed in my pecs. My pecs are bigger than that. Uh, I don't know why they couldn't find Gerard Butler's picture and put me on there. That's is that, that can't be Gerard Butler. But so but we did fix this picture. You know that right? There you are, well, Xerxes. Oh, hey, well Xerxes, the cross-dressing Xerxes. Can we
1: go back to the other one? <laughs> Let's go back to the other one because I can't say whether or not Chris's pecs are bigger, but I do know this: his cage is bigger. He's got more flesh below the pecs Definitely. in that photo. 100%. And I've, I've, I've witnessed the subtle growth of that area oh, thank over you. the past few years. Oh, thank you. Just, and go fuck I'm yourself. I'm just telling thank you. Thank you. I'm just <laughs> telling <it>. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's, get, let's get to it. Uh, last week, Chris narrowly beat me when it comes to the straight up picks. He was 11 and 5. I was 10 and 6. 8, 7 and 1 against the spread was Christopher. I was seven, eight, and one, but I won in the category that matters—best bets, two and one. It does. I am Damn, hot on his heels. You eight are and seven for the year. Nine and six is Chris, and we're going to have Shit. some fun today. We go through every. You know, you're going to make Kristen spend like two hours after we're done going back and removing all of your curse words. That's like three already. Okay, well, at least they know in. they know where they're all at.
0: It shouldn't take that long. It's going to be in the first three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: all right but i thought well i don't know i don't know how any of this works on peacock i thought that we have a rating that says basically you can let your kids watch it and maybe you should not all right thursday night football <laughs> let your kids watch that let them stay up and watch the whole thing the tampa bay buccaneers at the philadelphia eagles the bucks are favored by six and a half points the over under
0: point. Five. Chris, who do you like? Well, I'm going with the Buccaneers. How, how can I go against them? I mean, the Bucs are, you know, in the conversation for one of the best teams in football, if not the best right there, you know, toe to toe with the Buffalo Bills. They're just too explosive on the offensive side of the ball. I do. As we talked about earlier today, I, I do think the Eagles defense, you know, can pose some problems and some issues and might slow them down to an extent at times. You know, they err they because of their big front. They err on let's stop the pass game. Let's slow that down. Bucks run game good but not great, but you still got to respect it. But I just think that between the system, the weapons of the Bucks, uh they're still going to put up points. On a bad day, the Bucks are going to put up 30. I mean, that's kind of the team they are right now, at least in my eyes. And, you know, uh, the Eagles, I appreciate the way they're coached. They do have some talent on the offensive side of the ball and can cause some issues there. I just don't know if they're built to be in a shootout and a passing game. You know, I think their offensive statistics, as I told you, are a little misleading. You know, they feasted on the, the poor, and when it comes to playing better defenses, they're not great. Uh, so, ultimately, 31-20 is what I'm going with the Bucks, Mike.
1: That is uh, very close to the score I've selected at 34-21. I hope it's a closer game. I hope it's an exciting game. I won't be upset if the Eagles cover that six-and-a-half-point spread because that means, hey, we we were treated yet again to another compelling primetime game. But I think the Buccaneers and the Eagles are in Two different classes. Of course, I thought that on Sunday between the Panthers and the Eagles. We're learning the Panthers aren't as good as we thought. But I remember a few weeks ago when it was Cowboys-Eagles. It's like, wait a minute. The Cowboys are here. The Eagles are here. Well, the Buccaneers are here. And the Eagles are here. It's that simple. And you're going to have that from time to time when teams collide. There are just a small few that are at the very top, a small few at the very bottom, and everybody else is in between. The Eagles are in the in-between, and the Bucks are at the very top. And it's that simple. It's that simple, yep. and I'm surprised the spread's only six and a half points. There can always be some sort of a late backdoor cover that allows them to take a 13-point game and make it a six-point game, but I think the Bucks are going to win this one, and they should win it easily.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I think that, too. I think it's kind of like they hang around for a little while, but almost like what happened to the Eagles versus the Chiefs, I just don't know if they're going to be able to continue answering the, the firepower of – of the Bucs. I got to see it first to believe it. Like I said, you know, Jalen hurts. It's been good, but again, when he plays better defenses, it has not been that great. There is a weakness in that buck secondary. We know that. And there's some good receivers on that Eagles offense. Okay.
1: So the Bucks are at the top. The Eagles are in the broad middle and at the bottom are the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a good thing. They don't play each other this weekend. Oh, wait, they do in London. Sorry, London and everyone else over there. Although one thing I've learned from, the folks who enjoy following the NFL in the U.K., Ireland, Wales, Scotland, all of the other communities in that island. It is an island. It is an island. Uh, confirming it's an island. They, they will take anything they can get. They love the NFL so much, we can send them the worst possible game and they will eat it up like they did on Sunday, Falcons-Jets, and like they'll do this Sunday, miami at the Jaguars the Dolphins are a three-point favorite the Jaguars have lost 20 in a row the over-under is 47 will the Jaguars snap the second longest officially losing streak in NFL history
0: do we do we know what the status is of you know is Tua definitely starting you know that that's that's one thing that will definitely play into my mind a little bit go go ahead we don't know it definitely, yeah. but I think he
1: will. He's activated from injured reserve. He practiced yesterday. I think if he's good to go for those purposes, he's good to play.
0: Yeah, it, it's it, to me, it's a coin flip game. I do. I, I don't look at, like, Jacksonville being outclassed in this situation. In fact, I think Jacksonville's offense in a lot of ways is, you know, is better than Miami's right now. Trevor Lawrence has been very good. He really has been. You know, there is talent on that Jacksonville Jaguars defense. You know, and, and, and the, the Miami defense, which you know I, I, I think is pretty good or at least better than statistically it shows, uh, I don't know. I'm getting to the point a little bit that, like, maybe maybe they're worn out. Maybe they are, you know, they're just getting beat down by inept offense all the time. Uh, and the Miami offense is just – it's underwhelming at this point. It really is. I, I, I'm torn in between this one. I, I – I'm going to go Jags 20-17 to 17 here. I am. There's a part of me that wants to take Miami and think that Tua might give them a boost emotionally and, and put them over the top here. But, you know, I, I do think the 20-game losing streak and all that is in the Jags, Jacksonville head, uh, in their heads. And I think, you know, I think they do have talent. And I just, I don't, I, I guess I just don't trust the Miami Dolphins offense. I think this is the week the Jags do it. Uh, But I I do have trepidation, for sure.
1: During PFT Live, I gave you a pretty strong hint that I was leaning Jaguars. So I'm surprised you're not seizing an opportunity to go against me here. I am taking the Jaguars. I think it's time. If it was any other team that they were playing, I would not pick the Jaguars. This is the perfect time to get the Dolphins. Look, even with Tua coming back, there's still this weird vibe in the organization about whether or not they really want Tua, whether or not they want to make a play for Deshaun Watson. It's just a strange time for the Dolphins. And also, they're the guinea pigs for this idea of sending a team to London and not giving them a buy on the back end. And some of those players may be a little pissy about that. They may be thinking, wait a minute, we're going all the way over there and playing this game. And then we got to come back and play a game next Sunday. Are you kidding me against a team that had a week off to get ready for us? They play the Falcons coming off of their post London buy. So I just think the dolphins are in a bad spot right now. They got blown off the field on Sunday. They got to pack it up and go to London. They just feel like a team that's lost their way, and I feel like they currently have lost their way even more than the Jaguars have. It's plain and simple to me. I think the Jaguars finally get their win despite the Urban Meyer distractions and everything else that's going on. And you know what? They could win, Chris, and he still could be fired next week. Yeah, I know. Given all I the know. other stuff that we've forgotten about from two weeks ago, thanks to John Gruden. But there's still a chance that that they win and he's gone.
0: Yeah, I, I know. It's a very real possibility. I think you and I have heard from enough people in the NFL in the know and, you know, connected to the situation that that's a real thing. So we'll see where that goes. I'm really torn. I really am with that game. You know, I was like I, – I, I could show you my sheet. I've crossed it out. I had Miami going 20-17, and then I went back to the Jaguars 20-17 just because, you know, again, even if Tua does play – it's, it's, he's been off for a long time. So I don't know how good he'll be, you know, when he does come back and play it under these circumstances. All right. One o'clock Eastern games from Sunday
1: of week six chargers at the Ravens, man, that's a game that should be in prime time somewhere chargers at Ravens. The Ravens are three point favorites. According to the points bet sports book, 90% of the spread money is on the chargers. Chris is three points. Not enough or too much for the Ravens
0: to give the Chargers the over-under again, 52? Who do you like? I, I I think it's too much. I'm going with the Chargers to win the football game. I am. I think they match up pretty well with the Baltimore Ravens. Here's my concern. You know, Baltimore on the offensive side of the ball is not as good as running, running the ball as we've seen in years past. They're not. Now, their stats are going to say they're pretty good because, of course, they got Lamar Jackson and he can scramble and make some crazy plays. But when we're just talking like traditional running back, run the ball, it's it's below average right now in the NFL. And that's where I look at it and go the Chargers certainly are not good in run defense. But, you know, they have that aspect playing for them. You know, I know Lamar Jackson, he's throwing the ball well. But when I still when I watch on film, I'm not sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, this offense, this pass offense is amazing." And I do think that the the Chargers have speed up front to contain Lamar Jackson. So that's where I like the Chargers on defense. And then again, I, as you've heard me say, I'm not sold on the Ravens defense. I know they've they're four and one, and it's amazing that they are, and they they're tough to pick against, but. I do think this is a different animal coming into town right now with the Chargers and their offense. And they got to believe in themselves and what they are. Herbert's awesome. The weapons are awesome. They protect the quarterback, and they can run the ball just good enough. That's why I'm going Chargers 31-27.
1: I am going the other way on this, and Pete has pointed out that my tentative score – Takes the push because I had thirty to twenty seven Ravens over the Chargers. I will split the baby on this one just like King Solomon. I'll go Ravens thirty, Chargers twenty-eight. So okay. Ravens to win, Chargers to cover, and Justin Tucker with a walk off from fifty one to win the game. That's what I'm calling. Wow. I, I look, yeah, I know the Chargers right now you would look at it and say they're the better team. And maybe they are, but that doesn't matter when it's time to suit up and play. I hear you. And the Ravens keep finding ways to win. Every game they're in is close. They are the new cardiac kids. That drives Miles uh, Simmons crazy when I say it because he's a, an old school Browns fan, and the Browns were the cardiac kids back in 1980, and the Ravens are the new cardiac kids. But I just I, – and this is, this is part of me, like, rooting for a great moment as the 1 o'clock games come to a crescendo, that this will be something like it was a few weeks ago when Justin Tucker bounced in the 66-yarder. It won't need to be 66 this time. I'm going 51-yard field goal to win the game. Justin Tucker, 30-28, to 28, the Ravens win. Hopefully it will be a great game. In Carolina at the same time, 1 o'clock Eastern, the Vikings at the Panthers, Christian McCaffrey 50-50 to play. I don't know that it matters one way or the other because the Panthers have taken a dip after we saw their 3 and 0 start the vikings are slim favorites on this one on the road the panthers
0: the home dogs getting 1.46 is the over under who do you like well, i'm still going the panthers here it hasn't been pretty i know that it hasn't sam Darnold, you know even when they were 3 and 0 it wasn't as good as everybody was saying In the last few weeks it's it's he's you know had some key turnovers that have certainly hurt their football team definitely i i see a little bit too of defenses getting a feel for Joe Brady's offense, I see repeat concepts, maybe a little too much or more than I would like, you know. So I think Zimmer and the defense will hang in there. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the Panthers interception down in their own goal line, blocked punt last week. They should have beat the Eagles. They screwed that game up. I do think, of course, though, you know, with the Vikings, Zimmer knowing that offense, which is very Sean Payton ish. He will have, you know, some right answers for that. And, you know, of yeah, course. He didn't have the right answers on Christmas Day. No. Well, no, money on Christmas Day. But he did have the right answers when he beat them in the playoffs, though, too. So, I, you know, I don't that know. Was, and yeah, the other two great. playoffs, you know, the, both playoff games. So, shut up. All right? So, But we'll just, but we'll see. Most I,
1: recent experience.
0: I know. and Seven then, touchdowns and, for Alvin Kamara or six it, or whatever it was. I respect the Vikings offense, Dalvin Cook, the way Kirk Cousins is playing. But the Panthers' defense can stop the run. And with those corners just having to focus really on two guys, I'm going to take the Panthers to win kind of an ugly, close football game in this one, 20-17 Panthers. I've got Vikings 27-21.
1: I I, I think that the reprieve they got from the Warden late in Sunday's game against the Lions will give them a little bit of a boost. They should get Dalvin Cook back. The passing game is performing fairly well. The defense not as bad as it's been they've played fairly well on the road this year they lost to the Bengals in overtime they should have beaten the Cardinals but for a missed 37 yard field goal I think they'll be fine in Carolina typically and traditionally they have not done well there I think this is going to be a different experience I think the Vikings pull off the victory 27 21 Green Bay Packers at four and one at the 3-2 and two Chicago Bears, it's amazing to think if the Bears win this game, they'll technically be in first place in the NFC North. Amazing. The Packers are 4.5-point favorites. The over-under is
0: 44.5. Surely you're not going to pick the Bears to win. No, I'm not, but I think the Bears will be close and be a pain in the ass throughout the game. I do. You know, of course, their defense, I think a lot of it. The pass rush is as good as it's been there in Chicago in, in a few years. They can get after the quarterback. There's no doubt about that, but you know, again, the offense, I've liked what it's looked like, and it's better, and it fits their team. I just don't know if it's enough here to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay has shown a toughness to me this year that I did not even see in the previous two years of 13-3. and three. And I don't know if they're going to go 14-3 and three or not this year. But I've, I have more faith in, the, in them in these type of games, I think, than I did in years past. Their defense is sound. I don't think they'll be tricked or overpowered in the run game by the Bears or any quarterback design runs. And then just the offense, of course, as we've talked about a million times with the Packers. They're just – it's always the right play. They execute. Uh, and, of course, they got Aaron Rodgers, 24-17 Green Bay. Yeah, I've got Packers
1: 28-20. It's the similar thought process. Look, the Packers have dramatically turned it around since that week one. What the hell was that against the Saints in Jacksonville? The defense has gotten better. I thought they were going to be a liability under Joe Barry. They've improved. There's still questions about Justin Fields. And I think that this line of only four and a half is influenced by the perception that the Bears are better than they are by virtue of what they did to the Raiders. I think anybody would have beaten the Raiders last weekend as we learn more and more about the disarray caused by yeah. the John Gruden email that came out Friday and the questions that were lingering behind the curtain, including John Gruden surely having an inkling that there was going to be more that was going to result in him being out of a job. So I don't know that I'm all that impressed with what the Bears did last week. I am impressed with what the Packers have done week in and week out. 28-20, Green Bay moves to 5-1, and one, and the Bears have a more realistic record of three and three. The Cincinnati Bengals at three and two taking on the Windless Lions in Detroit. Joe Burrow on vocal rest this week after getting poked in the throat. His voice has been failing. They may need the old Steve DeBerg uh, speaker system on the back of his shoulder pads, which he actually used in 1980 when he had lost his voice. But the Bengals are favored by three. The over under is 47 and a half. Do the Lions under Dan
0: Campbell get their first win ever, Chris? No, I don't think they will. I think it's I think I actually think it'll probably be a heartbreaker again, unfortunately. I don't like saying that. You know, Lions defense has been playing pretty good football. You know, the Bengals offense is good, not great. You know, you take away Jamar Chase's ability to make an unbelievable big play and Joe Burrow in that connection, there's just it to me it's it's not consistent enough, you know they can't run the ball consistently enough. They can't find big plays anywhere else other than wait, chase is one on one, and now we'll do that now they'll probably get one of those. I don't doubt that at all. I mean, if you leave him on an island, he is officially classified as three rockets up his ass, and he's gonna run by you. He is period uh Detroit's offense you know it's it's solid, but it just doesn't make enough plays i'm I'm gonna go and it's funny, I'm looking at this. I'm gonna go Bengals 1917, and I'm realizing as I'm looking at the schedule that the Lions have lost two games already 1917. So I'm gonna make it a third time. Wow! So you are taking I'm the, threading Lions the needle, to cover yeah,
1: right by a point. I look and and I'm I'm noticing that this is the second time this week I've picked the final score of 28 to 20. But that's the number that popped into yeah, my who head. Who cares, right? Maybe if I just pick every game as a final score of 28 to 20 <laughs> all year long. I'll eventually be able to say, hey, I, I got a hole in one here or there. I picked one exactly accurately. But I like the Bengals to win this one. I don't think they are going to be able to slow down Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. I think Burrow will be fine. I, I And I just I feel badly for the Lions. I, I respect the fact that they keep coming back and they keep yeah. fighting and they don't quit and right. they are going to win one of these weeks. But until they do, Jared Goff, happy birthday, by the way, to Jared Goff, he still has not won a game. When Sean McVay is not his head coach, and I think that streak is going to continue. Yeah, I'm unfortunately I'm with you there. All right, next game on the docket: the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. The Texans almost beat the Patriots. They blew a big lead against New England at home. The Colts almost beat the Ravens. They're up 19 in the second half in Baltimore. The Colts, 10 point favorites. I can't imagine that a one in four team has been a double digit favorite any time in the recent history of the nfl but they are now because it's the texans over under 43 it's the biggest spread of the week will the colts cover chris or do you think they may be upset
0: no i got them covering actually i think the colts are close here i really do to play like being a really good that was a heartbreaker last week i mean plain and simple no other way to say it you know you you should make that field goal at the end and be up by 11 points and that would have been night night uh either way respect to the ravens but the Colts, I think, have gotten better and better. Carson Wentz is finally playing some pretty good football, and yeah, I know Houston was was good last week, but this Colts offense is better than the Patriots' offense. I mean, they, they, come on, and we know they got a they got a borderline superstar running back in Jonathan Taylor. I think they got the run game going. I think they're okay on that side, and the defense, of course, is good, and they got more talent. You know, as far as in their front seven, the Patriots do to harass Davis Mills and cause some problems there. I'm going twenty-eight seventeen Colts, Mike.
1: I've got thirty-five seventeen Colts, so basically same idea with one more touchdown. I think the Colts can take a lot of solace in how they performed on Monday night, even though it ultimately fell apart. And they know that on Monday night this week, the Titans have to play the Bills. And the Bills are the best team in football right yeah, now. I mean, the right. Colts can still win that division. The Colts can still make some noise. And even though 1-4 seems dire, they're in the perfect division to turn around one and four. I mean, look at it. The Titans are three and two. The Colts are one and four. The Texans are one and four. And the Jaguars are zero and five. The Colts have a chance to make a move. I think they will. I think they get the win. I think Carson Wentz has learned how to reasonably protect himself, and they're moving in the right direction. Even though they did blow that 19-point lead. All right, Rams at Giants. The Rams favored by nine and a half. The Giants have more injured players than they have healthy players. Aaron Donald mispracticed on Wednesday I with knee that. injury, which is just something to keep an eye on. They could have just called it a veteran rest day, but if he's getting treatment, they can't hide that knee injury unless they're the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. So uh, the Rams, the Rams, will they cover? And and, and let, me, let me say this. I'm intrigued by Deshaun Jackson getting a chance to play a game at MetLife Stadium again against the Giants. I, I, I think that that Deshaun may have something up his sleeve for the Giants come Sunday afternoon. What do you think about this one with the over under of 48 and and
0: the nine and a half point spread? Chris? Well, like, all right, like the Daniel Jones, that that's, you know, that's a big factor in this game. Uh, I mean, it really is. I mean, it, it changes my thought now. I mean, I I'm, I'm going to pick this right now as in it, as if he's playing, it sounded like the reports yesterday that it was headed in the right direction, right? Was there any other thing, anything that changed here recently? Right. I mean, I know we're not going to you still have to get the final clearances, and then
1: you have to have no symptoms and you just never know with a concussion. But for now, it looks like he's got a a good chance to be able to
0: play. Right. We got no Saquon. Right. So that's a no, no. That's not happening. Um, uh, The Rams off defense has been a little underwhelming. I mean, Rams are clearly the better team and I'm going to pick them to win this game. There's no doubt about that. But I do think the Giants offense has kind of hit like you better watch out. They can. They're kind of scary especially with the weapons at wide receiver and you know I don't know you know I know Galladay is not going to be a hundred percent but man the emergence of Kadarius Tony I think we're going to have Sterling Shepard back this week but I'm not sure about that either um, uh, so so there's a lot of unknowns here but I do think hey it's the Rams going cross country one o'clock Giants You know, they're going to think they're better. They are better. I know that. I could just. This is one of those where I'm going to say I could just see them kind of like sputtering a little bit for a little while. I'm going to go Rams 28-24. You know, uh, I do think the Giants will fight them tough and make a few plays on that defense. I do, um, but I don't think they're ultimately going to win. I think Stafford and company will make too many plays, and the Giants won't be able to keep pace.
1: Kenny Galladay not expected to play after hyperextending his knee last week. Look, the Rams have a couple of extra days to get ready for this one. Yeah. And the Rams are just better across the board. The Giants are banged up. I'm going 38-20. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants keep it close, but we got to pick one or the other. Yeah, I got I'm you. I'm picking 38-20. I could see covered way, Covered by too. the Rams. Right. And I think a big day for Deshaun Jackson. I just got the pasta and meatballs gut feeling that we're going to see a lot from Deshaun Jackson. Chiefs at the Washington football team. Kansas City favored by only six and a half points, over under a 55 and a half, the highest over under of the week. 89% of the spread money, according to Points Bet Sportsbook, is on
0: Kansas City. Who do you like, Chris? Well, I mean, it, it, it's scary to me. I'm going to pick Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, but there's, there's, hey, listen, Taylor Heineke, that Washington offense, people are crazy if you don't think they're going to be able to move the ball on the Chiefs' defense. You're, they're crazy. The, the Washington can run the football. They'll be able to run the football against Kansas City, and they got weapons at receiver and tight end that are going to be able to stretch the field and cause some problems from Washington. I think they're going to score a lot of points on the Chiefs. You know, the problem is, I think, you know, the Chiefs are going to score a lot more uh, more points than, than Washington. Uh, I, I do think that Patrick Mahomes and company, like, hey, it's close. They messed it up a little bit last week. I'm not necessarily panicked about the offense. It's just there's no room for error. And with this game... You know, an underwhelming pass rush right now from Washington. The defense is all over the place. They can't stop the pass at all. I'm going to go Chiefs in a shootout. I'm going to go 38-31. I got 38-24.
1: So you've got the Chiefs covering by a half point. I've got them covering by more than that. Either way, we both like the Chiefs, and we both like, if my math is correct, and it rarely is, the over on this one could be a fun game. Yeah, that's the last I think it one. Will be. In the 1 o'clock window, week 6, to get the Sunday rolling after it gets started with that game in London between the Jaguars and the Dolphins. Let's take a break. The late afternoon games, including the Cardinals, with a very difficult task if they hope to remain unbeaten. More PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned right after this. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince. Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, Joint Mega Picks Podcast. Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Under Armour. Late afternoon games, of which there are only three this week, Chris, because for the first time this year, teams on buys, four of them. Check your fantasy lineups and make sure that you aren't starting someone who isn't playing. Although, in some situations, zero is better than the negative that you get from time to time from some of these players or defenses, as the case may be. Let's look at the game that is going to go down in Ohio Northeast Ohio, to be more specific. Arizona Cardinals 5-0, and taking on the 3-2 and Cleveland Browns. The Browns' three-point home favorites, over under 49 and Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield meeting for the second time ever. A couple of former teammates at Oklahoma who were both Heisman winners and number one overall picks. Chris, I went back and forth on this one, but between Chandler Jones being on the COVID list and not likely to emerge from it, Rodney Hudson being out likely, and Kyler Murray now being banged up, I'm going Browns. I'll go ahead and take my shot first. I'm going Browns by seven twenty-four seventeen. I think it's time for the Browns to get to four and two where they should be, and the Cardinals to get a loss in the column like they
0: should have had by now. I'm I'm going Browns as well, Mike. I am, and you know honestly, I feel kind of confident about it. I do. You know, you mentioned those injuries. Yeah, they're pretty they're pretty big time. You know, Kyler Murray. I expect him to play, but I think ultimately. You know, the Browns' defense, I think, matches up pretty good with Arizona and their scheme and the way they like to play. I do. And, of course, they have the team speed and the athletic freaks on that side of the ball to match Arizona. They play the same scheme the 49ers do that we saw last week. So they're going to be able to take some things away from that as well. Uh, So I look at that. Then they're, you know, on the road, outside in Cleveland, by the lake. Weather's not, per you know, could be a little windy. And then the other aspect, I just look at it and go, you know, Arizona, I, 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 they keep you out of the end zone. You know, they, of course, can force plays. But this is the best running team in football. They're almost an unstoppable force running the ball. There's nothing you can do. And Arizona is not great at stopping the run. I mean, they're less than average, really. I'm just trying to be nice and not great. I think Cleveland's going to have their way running the football. And then I do worry about, you know, some of the one-on-one matchups that Arizona might have on the outside versus the Cleveland receivers. I think they could have issues there. I think they're a little compromised in this one. You know, they played the 49ers last week, I know, but having Trey Lance at quarterback and him not being able to throw the ball and be surgical that way – really played into their hands to be able to just like, wait, it's run, it's quarterback run. You know, we know a few play action passes in here and there, and they're going to be over the middle. We can stop that. I think the Browns are going to kind of, you know, handle them. I'm going 31-20 Browns in this one.
1: Wow, you have even more than I do. I said 24-17. I looked at the weather. It's going to rain Saturday all day long per the forecast. And right. We know that often the forecast doesn't come to fruition. The rain's supposed to stop well in advance of this one starting, so rain shouldn't be an issue. It's going to be in the low 60s at kickoff. It, 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 it'll be a perfect fall one of those games day. Where, one of those games where it's daylight when it starts and it's dark when it yeah, ends. right. I love, I love those that. kinds I of games. I do, too. It yeah. has a different vibe and a different feel as the right. day goes on. Right. And uh, I think the Browns win. I, a quick, quick sidebar. I've got a nephew who's 17 years old who is a rabid fan of the Arizona Cardinals, which is inexplicable. There's, and there's no reason. He locked on to him back when they had that phase of a couple of years where they got close. Yeah, to the Carson Super Bowl. Palmer and Bruce. They Arians. lost to the Panthers in the NFC championship. But he has not wavered. He has not found a new team. He understands you got one team and you hate the thirty one others. They're going to the game. I have advised him, do not wear your Cardinals colors. Never, ever, ever wear the colors openly. Of the road team in another team's stadium. It is not. Not worth in Cleveland. The I wouldn't, yeah. Verbal abuse or the potential for physical abuse, but they're going to what? that game. They will be sitting in an undisclosed section and they
0: will be dressed in neutral clothing. Wear a PFT shirt, uh, nephew, <laughs> so everybody no, can understand. That would be even worse. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that would be even what worse about, than wearing wait, the a niece? mascot costume. Don't you have a niece that's a Browns fan too? Yes. Are they yes. going to the game together? Or no. No,
1: it's different different branches of the family. Okay,
0: so they're not. Okay. I just that that's interesting dynamic. I do remember you telling me that. Okay, so you got different branches of the family with a little civil war there. I like that. But I am excited to see this and of course the storylines around it. There's out of all the games this week, and I, I mean I'm just gonna double check myself here, there's more freaks on the field than this one than any of them. And then of course the Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. And, you know, being from the Oklahoma and back-to-back Heismans and number one picks like you brought up today, uh, it, it is cool. I'm excited to watch this one. I might be more excited to watch this one than any other game the whole week.
1: By the way, my niece is having a little boy in March. Wow. And she told me yesterday that she's going to name him Miles wow. after Miles Garrett. But spell it M-I-L-E-S. And if the Browns win the Super Bowl, they're going to name the baby Garrett instead of Miles. Well, I said, well... You know, in all fairness, chances are the baby's name is going to be Miles because I don't see the Browns winning the Super Bowl this year. But if they do, the baby will be Garrett. And so I don't understand the thought process, but I just accept it. I'm just happy that she's happy and we're going to have our first baby in the family in 14 years. I I am so excited for that. I can't tell you. I'm going to spoil the shit out of that kid. Don't. Just. Mark my words, that kid is going to be so rotten. He's going to be such a little punk because Uncle Mike's going to give him everything he wants. Good, you should.
0: Good, you should. I I, I mean, don't close the door on the Browns being a Super Bowl team. Don't close it yet. I wouldn't do that. I think this defense will get better and better. You know, I don't think they're as good as they are statistically – Right now, because they've had some poor offenses that they got to play. They got to play Davis Mills when Tyrod Taylor got hurt. Justin Fields on the first game. They did give up 47 points four days ago. I, I know. that. Uh, listen, it's a matchup world. And, of course, the Chargers are, are, are really freaking good and match up well with them. But I, I'm not going to give up on them. It's a lot of young guys, very talented, learning a new system. I would be shocked. I will be shocked if their defense doesn't get better as we go down the stretch here.
1: All right, the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Denver Broncos. Both teams were three and zero at one point. They're now both three and two. They play in Denver, where the Broncos are three and a half point favorites with an over/under of 44. Chris, what do you think? A lot of turmoil for the Raiders, interim head coach. A lot of questions. A lot of issues. Can they pull it
0: together and go to Denver and pull off what would be an upset? I'd no, I don't think they can pull off an upset. I, I am going to play kind of like you know the pasta and meatballs angle that. This somehow can maybe bring the team together a little bit, and you can also like catch the other team in the oh they're dysfunctional right now. This we're, we should win this game. I do think there's that psycholo- psychological element in play there. I think added to that is you know the 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 Broncos' offense has been underwhelming as of late. I don't know any other way to say it. I mean, even when they beat the Jets twenty-six to nothing, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't. They've been hurt by the receivers. You know, or uh, being hurt uh, for for a stupid way to say that, and they haven't been quite as good at running the football as I would have expected. But their defense is damn good. I do think that, and of course with Von Miller and that D line, I think they're going to be able to get some pressure on Derek Carr. I do think that Vic Fangio knows how to defend that system to a degree. So I'm going to go like a close one here. Uh, I'm going to go Broncos twenty three twenty one. Just kind of like one of those you know, gut feelings that it just stays a little closer than it should be.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that this is too much for the Raiders to overcome in just one week because it started on the cusp of one game and it really came to a boil in the aftermath of that game. And it's a lot to adjust to. It's a lot to take into account. And deal with and process, and these days when you should be really laying the foundation for what you're going to do on Sunday, they're not able to do it. I think the Broncos take full advantage of it, and they will not shed any tears for one of the teams they hate more than any others. 24 13 is the score I'm taking. Broncos need to get back on the right track if they want to compete for six seed, seven seed, wild card spot. They need to win this one they blow this one, and they could potentially fall apart. So I think they pull it off. The last game in the late afternoon window and potentially one of the more exciting games of the day. America's team 1.0 takes on America's team 2.0. The Cowboys and the Patriots in New England, where the Patriots are 0-3 so far this season. The Cowboys have won four in a row since starting the season with a loss to the Buccaneers. Three and a half point favorites are the Cowboys at Gillette Stadium with an over-under of 51.5.
0: Chris, can the Patriots get their first win at home of 2021? I don't expect it. I don't. Um... You know you know my thoughts and I think your thoughts are the same with the Cowboys offense. I mean it, it, it's tough to stop them. Well what do you stop? you know and the 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 thing that's great about them is they make you stop the run first. They're not like, oh, we want to put up big passing numbers and obsessed with that. They're more obsessed with like we're just gonna to try to win the game, and we're gonna to try to whoop your ass. That's what they want to do. And they got a lot of ways to run the ball different ways. I love when they pull double guards or double linemen and get out in the edge and smash people. You know. And, of course, we know the passing game and the weapons there are special with Dak Prescott. So as much as I think of this Patriots defense, I just think it's tough. And I don't know. You know I, the Patriots defensive front's been a little unimpressive to me to this point. I, I expect them to be a little bit more dominant, whether it's the run or the pass rush. Uh, I think the world of the Belichick and I think they'll have a good game plan to kind of give them some issues, but then the other side of the ball too, it's like, you know, the same thing, you know, I know the Cowboys defense is not great, but they cause turnovers and I mean, just nobody can make a play up in new England on the offensive side of the ball. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's just 12 plays, 80 yards, you know, 15 plays, 60 yards. Four-yard pass, four-yard pass, five-yard pass, three-yard run, four-yard pass. I just can't get it done. So I think they're going to be a pain in the ass because of the defense, but I'm going to go Cowboys 24-17.
1: Yeah, look, I I think the Cowboys' offense is too good right now. The Bill Belichick approach is take away what the other team does best. The problem is they do everything pretty damn well. They take away the run, Dak Prescott's going to carve you up with his arm and his legs, if need be, but mainly his arm. You take away the pass, you got Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard to worry about gashing you between the tackles. So I, I think that the Cowboys are just, right now, too good. It's, at some point, the talent gap is is too large for anyone to bridge, and I think that's exactly where the Cowboys and the Patriots are right now. Dallas 31-23, they moved to 5-1, and one and the Patriots, who pulled off a victory that— Shouldn't have been a victory last week against the Texans. They're at 2-4. and four, And, man, it's going to be hard for them to make up ground when they can't win a game at home. All right, let's yeah. take a break. When we return, primetime games. Sunday night, Monday night. Geno Smith starting a game about 75 miles from where he played his college football. Seahawks, Steelers, and Bills, Titans. We'll talk about those when PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Under Armour, continue right after this. Welcome back to PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbutton, presented by Under Armour.
0: Chris, you have something to say. Yeah, I do. I mean I gotta give some love to Under Armour, because the only way is through, but we are supported by Under Armour, and just like us, Under Armour wants to give you an edge. They are focused on performing better and taking their game to the next level. Just like me and Florio, we self scout each other a lot. Everything from running shoes that propel you forward to hoop shoes that give you insane grip. They even make hoodies that reflect energy. We're not just about the end result, winning or glory. Under Armour is about the hard work, the dedication, the cycle of trading, the competing, and the recovering. We give you advantages, but not shortcuts. The only way is through. Damn, I'm good. Way to go, Under Armour. We must protect this house. The only way is we must protect this house.
1: I uh, I was very self-conscious about what I'm wearing, looking for logos. There's no Under Armour logo, but there's no other logo. So I'm good to go.
0: Well, that's stupid that. West Virginia logos on there.
1: <laughs> well, I'm talking about no manufacturer I know, logo. I, I remember I just now. I remember now the manufacturer. I won't say it because we're presented, at least for today, at least in this setting. As far as I'm concerned, by Under Armour, but uh, it's no, it's it's there's no logo. Let's just say that there's yes. no logo other than WV. I think we we still play Texas, right? We. I'm not claiming them anymore. I I don't claim Texas either. (laughs) It's so sad to see West Virginia football as a second-tier program sinking to third-tier. And there's so many people here in West Virginia that are blind to it. I'm not. So I just basically opt out. We opt in for Sunday Night Football. West Virginia University's own Geno Smith comes back to the area. Back to Heinz Field, a place where he played a game or two during his career, taking on the Steelers as the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks until Russell Wilson returns from that middle finger injury. The Steelers are five-point favorites with a 52.5 point over-under. The Steelers haven't been as good as they thought they were going to be, but the Seahawks with Geno Smith playing. Chris, what do you think about this one? You know what? The last time the Seahawks had a Sunday night game without Russell Wilson was week 17 2010 the charlie whitehurst game against sam bradford for the nfc west title riveting stuff russell and russell wilson has not missed a start in his career this is the
0: first game crazy without russell wilson since he was drafted in 2012 yeah no it's crazy it's gonna be crazy not to see him out there you know leading the charge there's no doubt about that yeah i mean listen i'm not sitting here going oh no like oh, no, Russell, like Russell Wilson's not out there. Seattle's going to fall off the earth. I don't look at it that way. I think Geno is competent. And is, you know, as we saw a little last week, he can move the offense. He's got a good arm. He's a decent athlete. you know. But I just don't have a whole lot of faith in the Seattle Seahawks team in general. Listen, if Matt Stafford was on last week, they would have gotten blown out in that football game. He missed some plays and some throws where you just go, man, I don't know what he was looking at. I can't believe he missed a target. Wait, the first... First read down the middle of the field, wide open, but he didn't go. To, I mean, there was just a lot of that stuff. So uh, I, I just, I, I have no faith in the Seahawks defense. That's the biggest thing. And then you you can run the ball in Seattle. And to me, that's the key with Pittsburgh, as we've discussed over the last few weeks. And last week, I think they kind of found their formula and how they want to run and what they want to do. And Najee Harris being Le'Veon Bell 2.0, and, you know, when they can run the ball a little bit. It does what? Like we talk about, Mike, it creates some one-on-one matchups between Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, and nobody can cover them. Nobody. They are stud superstar-type wide receivers. So because of that, I think Pittsburgh will score just enough points, and of course I think Pittsburgh's defense is damn good too. Um, I'm going to go Steelers 23-17. I've got
1: 23-14. We're in the same ballpark because the spread's five, so we both had the Steelers winning and covering. Look, the Seahawks' defense is abysmal. That's the problem. Yeah. And, 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 and with the Steelers finding a formula that worked last week, just keep using that same formula. The one big key is this, Chris, and this is something you've been banging on. When the play isn't there in the pass game, Don't try to extend it, Ben Roethlisberger. Hit the deck or throw it away. The moment he tries to run out of the pocket is the moment he gets gobbled up, he gets hit, he gets twisted around, he's potentially going to get injured. So it's not good if they do that. But uh, between Russell Wilson not playing and the defense being as bad as it is, this is a lot to ask from Seattle Seahawks. And they lose, they fall to 2-4. and They're in grave danger of not turning it around. I mean, really, they just need to try to hold on until Russell comes back, but even when he comes back, I know I don't know how much I don't know what do? they're going to be. Right, the defense is too bad, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I was on KJR in Seattle last night. I'm on there every Wednesday night at uh, six ten Eastern, three ten Pacific. We have to start thinking about what's going to happen in the off season because it's going to be that Russell Wilson to a new team chatter all over again. Because the Seahawks are much worse this year than they were last year, and I think they end up at two and four after starting five and zero. Oh last season all right monday night football last year it was a year ago last night it was a tuesday night game bills titans the titans won the game 42 to 16 derrick henry ran all over the buffalo bills this time around same place same teams prime time bills five and a half point favorites eight of the 13 games this week have road favorites not including the london game crazy both teams are road teams so the titans uh are three and two trying to get to four and two bills dominant four straight wins 54 is the over under who do you like
0: i like the bills giddy up giddy up josh allen giddy up giddy up it's my boy blue i mean i just think the the beast was awoken last week i mean we know the defense was playing awesome you know i had been telling you for the last few weeks before that, that the offense was good but it wasn't great i just think now it's gonna be like oh shit we beat the chiefs and here we go we're about to take over and that's what I expect. I really do. You know, the, the Bills are just, they're a complete football team. And, you know, between Allen, you know, the pretty good receiving core, they can run the ball pretty good. And the defense is just top notch. And the Titans are a little all over the place. And I don't have any much faith in the Titans' defense. And, you know, even the past game's been underwhelming this year with the Titans' offense. They miss Arthur Smith, they're not as creative. I know they've had receivers injured and everything there. Um, but I, I, I'm not picking against the Bills. You know, I do look at Mike Vrabel and think, well, he's going to know Brian Dayball's system, and that could cause a few problems. And I'm not going to just say that the Titans are going to get blown out here. But uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Bills 34 24 in this one, Mike.
1: I, uh, I'm going to go even bigger than that. I've got 34 17. Not much bigger. We both have the Bills covering, and Pete has pointed out that. Derrick Henry did not technically run all over the Bills last year because he had 57 yards rushing. Pete, I'll say this. Ask Josh Norman if Derrick Henry ran over the Bills <laughs> yeah. last year.
0: Ask him. <laughs> he literally ran him over. <laughs> yeah. Like Throw a car. Threw him
1: down. Right. Threw him down. And he did score two touchdowns. 19 carries for 57 yards, one pass reception for six yards. But uh, the, the Titans were all over the Bills last year. I think we both believe it goes the other way. The Titans have just been kind of inconsistent and not nearly as impressive as they've been in the past. They've been banged up. They screwed around with the Jaguars a little bit. And uh, I I just think the Bills right now are on a mission to prove to everyone that they're a Super Bowl team. And the fact that they got blown out by the Titans last year in a night game, I have a feeling they've been hearing about it this week. Yeah, I'm sure. That's the best way to keep them from getting a big head after beating the Chiefs hearing Sean McDermott all week saying, you guys haven't proven anything. This team that we're about to play kicked the shit out of you last
0: year. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they're the type of group that's going to let up. I don't. And, you know, yeah, last year they weren't quite, you know, themselves at that point. They were still kind of getting the confidence and trying to figure out how good of a team they were. So, But how about that road thing? That is a real – it's weird. You know, but I think the days of home field advantage are over. You know, the way crowd noise is pumped in at practice all the time at all these teams' facilities, and I do think the fact of, like, one team goes on the road, is totally focused in the hotel, there's no distractions, I think all of that's playing into it a little bit, and there really isn't much home field advantage in the NFL anymore.
1: I haven't studied this, but remember last year when there were so many comebacks. And one of the reasons is the road team isn't crippled by the sound of the home team's crowd when they smell blood in the water. But the other side of it, the home team doesn't have to worry about the home crowd murmuring and booing when they fall behind. That's true, too. So they can come back, too. So I'm curious how the home teams are doing when they fall behind, because it could be they fall in a hole the crowd starts to get a little restless. And they feel and that the home pressure. team can't operate yeah. like it did last year. Let's take a break. When we return, the best bets and our patent pending Folsom Prison Blues pick. We're already infringing on a copyright with it anyway, so what the hell? More PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbutton right after this. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbutton presented by Under Armour. Our best bets of the week and our Folsom Prison Blues selection, the one team that we would select to win this week if we were laying dead in a gutter and only had one team to pick. Let's start with the best bets, though.
0: Chris, you're up first. Well, I'm going to go. I'm screw your Vikings. I'm going with the Panthers. I'm not going to not, not believe in them because of last week. I know. I'm going to go with it. I, am, I do think the Panthers are the better football team. I think this is the week they bounce back at home and get back on the right track. I don't think it'll be pretty, but I think they're going to win, bottom line, and Minnesota being favored by one. Uh, I got to go with the Panthers.
1: I'm going to go with the Kansas city chiefs right out of the gates, just like a couple of weeks ago, going on the road against an NFC East team overmatched opponent, a team that is struggling and a chief's team that needs to get back on the right track. A S a F P given six and a half. That's not nearly enough. I think that is artificially reduced by this perception. The chiefs have lost their swagger. They haven't the chiefs win this one big.
0: Yeah. I, I, I hear you there. I, I'm, I want to think that. I'm just – I'm scared. I, I'm, I'm scared. They were definitely one of the teams on my radar. I even thought about going in the over in that game because I go 55. I know that's the highest spread of the week but, or over under of the week, but I want to go I, – I think this game can be in the 70s as far as scoring. Um, so th- that has crossed my mind, but I don't like doing over-unders. Um, I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going with the Browns here. And minus three, I just feel like at home it's a the, the right matchup for them – uh, fall day like you talked about Grassfield, I'm I'm going Browns to cover the spread thirty-one twenty.
1: Packers minus four and a half on the road against the Chicago Bears I think that the Packers defense is good enough to shut down Justin Fields and company and I think Aaron Rodgers and that offense continuing to soar I have absolute faith in the Packers so give me the
0: Packers minus four and a half what's your third one Dallas Cowboys I am uh, I just it's a three and a half point spread but Dallas just more talented. I got no faith in the Patriots offense to make plays. And as much as I like that Patriots defense, you can't stop Dallas's offense.
1: Okay. I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done before. Whoa. I picked the Ravens to win. I picked the Chargers to cover. I'm taking the Chargers Whoa. As one of my Best bets to cover. Why? I Because I, if the Ravens win this game, it's not going to be by 10. Yeah. It's not going to be by seven. It's going to be by a walk-off field goal that lets them win but not cover the spread. Otherwise the Chargers flat out win. Either way, I'm covered. I got the Chargers. All right, give me your Folsom Prison Blues. Pick the one guaranteed victory of any team straight up this week. I think
0: I'm going Colts. I am. I mean, I, I just I that's the one that jumps out to me. They're clearly better than I think they're playing good football. I think they're gonna get back on track.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. We pick the same ones every week, but sometimes they're pretty obvious. I thought about Rams, but I'll go Colts. That's it for now. Enjoy the game. See you real soon. See ya.